We are in Come Follow Me week 16. And if I had a title for this, I would title it um, Comparison is the Thief of Joy. And I want to start in Luke chapter 10 verses, well, the story of Mary and Martha is from like verse 39 to 42, the end of the chapter. And as I was praying about this to teach this in seminary one year, this word cumbered in verse 40 where it says, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And this word cumbered really stood out to me and it just is troubled and she's getting in her own way. If you look up cumbered, it means hampered, hindered, obstructed, but it's her that's in her own way. And it all of a sudden hit me. He was not chastising Martha that she was cooking and not sitting at his feet, that Mary had chosen, quote unquote, the better part. It, to me, he was saying, you're comparing. I'm sure Christ was so grateful that she was serving him and everyone who had come with him and making food. But the problem was, instead of concentrating on what she was doing, she was concentrating on what Mary wasn't doing. And I think the reason this story troubles so many of us so much is so often I'm Martha. So often I'm comparing and looking at what others have and I don't have or what others aren't doing and I'm doing. And it really is the thief of joy. Last week I shared um, an opportunity that I had to offer forgiveness to someone and what a journey that was for me. And yesterday I found out that I had said and done something that had really hurt someone else. And last night I tossed and turned as I thought about that and gaining forgiveness from that person was left in their hands and there was nothing I could do. There was nothing I could do but say I'm sorry and hope that they would forgive me. And I just thought, isn't that interesting that this one's on comparison or that's what stood out to me. And here the Lord was showing me that this forgiveness that I offered someone else, that I was now the person who needed it. And I just think it is this example of Looking around um, constantly is someone's house, someone's car, the way they dress, their job, their children, their marriage that can rob us of all peace and all joy. I love the conference talk from years ago where the, the speaker talked about our intercept on the slope or on the graph and our slope and that the comparison is to who we used to be not other people. All of us have a different intercept where we started. But if our slope is towards the Lord, that's all that matters. And our comparison to, should be to who we were yesterday and who we are becoming in this journey and trying to reach Christ. This story has um, 
brought on a whole new meaning for me. I also think when I was first married and having babies and there was, I was a master at comparing how much sleep I got to how much sleep my husband was getting. And if he could just for a minute notice how tired or exhausted I was, but it was such a comparison game for me. And I regret to say that it took years and years and years for my prayers to change to please help me be able to perform what I need to do in the little bit of sleep that I'm getting. And no longer was it this comparison to what my husband was doing. It just was my journey. And I think that's what our whole life is about, is not looking sideways, but looking at who we are becoming. And God is so compassionate with us. And that takes me to Matthew chapter 18, verse 1. And this verse, and I love that it's in the same, that they paired these together. And this is what it says. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And it's this comparison. <laughs> and Jesus kept, called a little child unto him and set him in the midst and said, Verily I say, except you be converted and become as a little child, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I just love this example of a little child. And Joseph Smith said, we are but babes in the gospel. And besides this example of this child who takes correction over and over so humbly, and I think of teaching a child to ride a bike and holding the back and holding the front to steady them and over and over and over they try and they wobble and they fall. And the joy that comes when they finally master it. And what a huge accomplishment that is. But how we speak to them as parents or as adults. That we don't yell at them. That we don't berate them. That we know this is a huge thing. And how happy we are for them when they accomplish it. I really believe that's our journey in life. And when we come back at we will realize how much more we have left to do, but the joy on our Heavenly Father's face that we did it, that we accomplished what He sent us to do, that it isn't what we have left to learn, but that it's what we were able to accomplish that we became better, that we learned we became more. I'm so grateful for that um, comparison because I think that's how Heavenly Father looks at us as babes, that there is not harshness. And if you hear harshness in your head, that is not his voice. He knows we are but little children. And if we humbly come to him, he helps us again and again and again every time we fall and wants us and is so happy for us when we get it. And that just so tied into verse 22. And when the disciples came and said, how often shall I forgive my brother? Till seven times. In verse 22, Jesus said, I say unto thee, until, not until seven times, but until 70 times seven 
And I love studying numbers in the scriptures. And seven means complete or always. Like seven days to create the earth. It was done. It was finished. And ten is divine or perfect like the ten commandments. Or like tiny. And if we take seven complete times divine or perfect, it means we're going to forgive always. There is always need to be forgiven. And if we concentrate on how often the Lord would forgive us or how often are we not all beggars, we go to the Lord seeking his forgiveness. Maybe that will make us quicker about forgiving someone else. I am so grateful that Heavenly Father is a patient, forgiving, loving God who looks at our trajectory and the comparison is with ourself and who we are becoming. And the joy is knowing I am not the same as I was yesterday. I am learning. And what a beautiful gift that God gives us this life to become more, to learn to ride a bike and to master things and become proficient. There's so much more to learn, but how grateful I am for a Father in heaven who lets me feel joy in learning and growing and mastering and offers me forgiveness over and over and over, and how grateful I am for others in my life who do the same. All the Lord has to work with is imperfect people. How terribly frustrating for him, but he does it. And so should we. And that was Elder Holland from a conference talk long, long ago. What a beautiful truth. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.